Hello there, Vitamizers, and welcome back to the How Do You Health podcast. As always, I'm Allison here in Austin, Texas with Slenderella, and your co-hosts for this show are Nurse Doza and Baldo Garza at Tex-Mex Yogi. Before I introduce today's guest, I wanted to address that, yes, we are taking some precautions <laughs> in light of recent events with uh, COVID-19 out and about. Um, the podcast is recorded at MSW Lounge in Austin, which is a medical clinic. Uh, the lounge has remained open and is actually offering highly discounted uh, immune support and antiviral IVs and shots. The shots, you can ask uh, Nurse Doza to make them to go and uh, he'll show you how to self-administer. Um, so again, if you are in the Austin area and you're looking for preventive ways to keep your immune system up, there are immune and antiviral IVs and vaccines available at MSW Lounge. I will be including that link in the bio of this podcast. Um, as a friendly reminder, antiviral is different from antibacterial. So it is good that everyone has been washing their hands and being cautious about their hygiene, but viruses are not technically alive. <laughs> so um, antibacterial things don't affect them. You need antiviral blends. Um, a good little piece of advice, uh, which these things are included in the antiviral IVs and shots at MSW Lounge. A couple things you can be supplementing with. Liver detoxers like glutathione, methylcobalamin B12, NAC. All of those are found in Slenderella Boost. Um, lysine and glycine are two really potent amino acids that have been proven to be antiviral. And if you can find some zinc lozenges to just suck on, they're kind of like, um, you know, throat lozenges if you've got a sore throat, but there's zinc in them. And zinc has been proven to actually force viruses to detach from your throat wall if you suck on those. So that's just some tidbits from me. Um, wanted to throw that out there in case you're in the Austin area and listening to this, please go to MSW Lounge. They are open regular hours. Their link will be in the description of this again. That's enough from me. Before I introduce our podcast guest, the How Do You Health podcast is brought to you by Slenderella. Slenderella is a vitamin shot and IV blend that was designed to help your liver function optimally. It got its name when the creators started noticing that liver detox was causing many clients to lose weight. Now there is a whole line of different Slenderella blends that you can customize for your needs, as well as a supplement line to support all of your Slenderella goals. You can find distributors and more information at www.slenderellausa.com. This podcast is recorded at MSW Lounge. MSW Lounge is located in Westlake Hills in Austin, Texas. They provide a variety of services, including vitamin shots and IVs, the whole Slenderella family, concierge medicine, chiropractic, massage therapy, a vitamin drink bar, and tons of other local company offerings for ways to clean up your health and naturally stay that way for a long time. Find out more at www.mswlounge.com. This podcast is sponsored by Athletic Outcomes. Athletic Outcomes is Austin's boutique wellness studio focusing on functional fitness and sports recovery. Located in Southeast Austin, AO provides services such as personal training, group classes, pre and postnatal training, nutrition coaching, massage therapy, chiropractic, recovery compression boots, and MSW lounge vitamin shots. It's your one-stop shop for health and fitness. Check them out on social media at Athletic Outcomes to stay up to date on their events and programs. 
This podcast is produced by Flabs to Fitness, Inc. Flabs to Fitness is an online wellness company that specializes in mindful eating, personalized workout programs, and offers a subscription workout program for 20-minute workouts you can do anywhere. It's also a social media content firm for creation and scheduling of content and engagement with your fans on a variety of platforms, including this podcast. Find out more at www.flabstofitness.com. Okay, so today's guest is Brandon Jones. He is the co-founder of Good Society in Austin. This is a great company that puts on awesome community building events and value adds and entrepreneurship info sessions and all of the above really just working to uh, bring the community of Austin together with a good society. (laughs) So it's called good society. Uh, the boys had a lot of fun talking to Brandon and we're super glad that he was able to come in before shit specifically hit the fan. (laughs) Um, we will still be rolling out podcast episodes, so stay tuned. And, uh, here is the, how do you health podcast with Brandon Jones, co-founder of good society. All right, guys, so uh, welcome to the How Do You Help podcast. <laughs> We're here with Brandon Jones, CEO of Good Society. This is gonna. This is awesome. This is your first time in our place, right? It's first time. And uh, uh, we got some great things to talk about. We, we, we've been talking parties. We've been talking about coronavirus. We've been talking about a bunch of different things. I can't wait to get into some good, good details. Obviously, we have uh, Nurse Doza. We're going to talk vitamins and health as well. And I'm Tex Mix Yogi, so let's uh, get this party started. Yeah. So going back to the party before we started recording, um, that that good vibe, the energy that yeah. y'all are trying to do with good society and your life parties, like you've already yeah. done that, right? And oh, so I, I think what I think what you said earlier when people said like people are are looking for that experience, they just don't know what to where to go and what yes. to do. One of the coolest things about our job is we make people feel happy and yeah. we make them healthier. Yeah. So it's cool when people come here because like for example, you just took a bliss, the yep. Cinderella bliss, yep. and you're drinking Slenderita, you're getting an IV. Yep. So all of the combinations of these things are going to boost your serotonin, dopamine. So you said you're like naturally kind of high, right? Yes. Like on most things, this is going to elevate that. And so yeah. the way that we look at it is for optimization. And when you are firing on all cylinders, mm-hmm. whether it's like your mental clarity is there or you got a good night's rest, you had like your favorite song on the radio came on. The idea is that you are in a position to where say like, I can handle anything thrown my way and I'm ready to take on the task. Some people might feel that way, but behind the scenes, their hormones are deficient, mm-hmm. nutrition's deficient, diet's poor, uh, they're missing certain vitamins that makes them function better for serotonin dopamine production. And so when you give that to someone, it naturally boosts their production, like serotonin mm-hmm. dopamine, which you're going to have. Mm-hmm. But then you got to imagine, well, if this person is a CEO mm-hmm. of this important business, how does it affect their decision making? Are they Absolutely. better decisions? Are they a better CEO? Right. right. Are Absolutely. you? A, I mean, that's how we look at it. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I was actually reading the one thing, and Gary Keller talks about a study they did that when you were deficient, um, they in in certain types of uh, in you were like a caloric deficiency, or yep. you were having uh, certain types of um, like you're getting hangry, if you yep. will, right? Yeah. You were like so many more times likely to make a mistake. They were testing people in these yep. states where they were starting to go through hunger, and a lot of people work through the day. And literally are like, oh, I'm just going to crank it out. And, you know, basically like food is kind of – it's like a drag. Like yep. it's, yeah. it's, it's like, oh, man, i got to go get some food. Gosh, I need yeah. to really try to stay in the, in the zone and work. Yep. And uh, they don't realize how many more um, mistakes they're making. I yeah. completely agree. Um, you're, it's like that Snickers commercial, right? You're exactly. not yourself <laughs> when you're hungry. <laughs> I, right. I totally get it because 
It's so smart because it's true. Well, it's people true. talk about it optimization, and I kind of ask people, like, what is optimization? It's incredible because earlier we were talking about level of consciousness and yeah. frequency. Yeah. And you said that earlier. And yeah. you were like, imagine you're in a room, and there's, like, 20, 30 people, and they're all, like, high on life. Right. You want to be in that room. Oh, yeah. Like, you don't care what anyone's I on. I mean, your energy will elevate just from being around. Yeah, because even if it you're does. sad, you couldn't be sad very long. If you're, right. around, you're either going to be pissed off and leave, or if you stick around long enough, you're like, all right, I might as well join in in the fun. Everyone else is having a good time. That's right. right? But then it feeds off of it. So, like, we talked to earlier. There was someone, uh, they were talking about hugs. Real, real quick, I got to say, like, you gave me a bliss, right? I forgot that I had just taken another bliss. Oh, so I'm on two blisses. Oh, back two blisses. So I'm just like super freaking out. This happens to me all the time, dude. I swear to God, like we'll just hand vitamins to people. Yeah. And people are just like, all right, cool. And they'll take it. And they're like, wait a second. Like, what did I just take? Yeah. Or what think? was that? And it's like, don't worry. You're going to be good. Yeah. So like, that's funny because there's times I look over and I'm like, how many drinks have you had? He's like, oh, I've had like three drinks today. You're like three? This is my second one. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know. I could probably have another. They're tasty, right? But it's yeah. like. I, I mean, it's just vitamins. Mar- just vitamins. Mark right? and I, Mark and I take them, and then we're like, you know, go and get a workout or something. We're looking at each other like, and we're like, oh yeah, oh, yeah. I'm feeling, <laughs> it. I'm feeling <laughs> it. I'm feeling it. Would you ever right. just chug one? Like, have you ever just chugged one before a workout? Uh, we have not just chugged one. Dude, do it. Do it. Do it. Chug the whole thing. You'll go so hard. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like 20 minutes in, you'll be like, dude, second, oh, yeah. third, third wind or whatever. Wow. Like, so it's crazy. We'll do, uh, we'll do <laughs> pop-ups at like gyms. Yes. And the people who know, they'll get a they'll show up early to get a shot and a drink because right. they'll know they're going to kill their workout. Like, oh, but yeah. like but a lot of people ask me like, well, "What about post workout, post recovery? Like, is this something I should do?" And I was like, "What if you did it before?" Right. And that way you don't feel bad the next day. So it's kind of like the whole prevention thing, right? Yeah, like call it everything pre-talks. we're doing. Yeah, pre-tox. Yeah. That's essentially what you're doing now. Not that you're right. going to go out and go do anything crazy this weekend, pre-talks. but like but think about it. Like, I've res- heard that before. That's oh good. yeah, yeah. So, like, going back to the parties and all that. Yeah. Like, think about it. Like, you're, right. you're having a good time. People don't want to drink alcohol because it's a downer. Yeah. They think they're having fun, right. but they're tuning out. That's right. Right. That's right. That's what it is. And seen so, it. and and I've seen it too. So here's the here's the backstory. Balder and I are best friends. We're fraternity brothers. Oh okay. And we thought we were gonna open a bar. Right. Out of school. We're like, right. this is perfect. It's what we do all the time. We party. Like, right. let's just open a bar, and then we can party and bring yes. all our friends over. Yes. It was a great idea at the time, but then we both stopped drinking. Yeah. And they were like, we <laughs> yeah. can't do that. You know, that's a stupid <laughs> idea, right? But we were like, we still want to work together. What can we do? It's like, well, let's open a healthy bar. And what yes. does a healthy bar look like? That's right. right? It's so just we, like, had to invent we had to invent that. it. Because Dude, it's it. otherwise, it's like a juice bar. And I'm like, well, I don't want to sit around making juice, like smoothies all day. I mean, no right. offense. Right. No, but no, no, I'm no. a practitioner. <laughs> I, I, that's not what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. So could I make vitamin cocktails? Yes. And that's what we came up with. Beautiful. Yeah. So in that sense, like I said, we love our job because people like you get to come in and you're like, hey, I'm running a business. We got things going on. I need to kind of stay on my A game because I'm a better CEO, a better father, husband, brother, you know, whatever to everyone else. And so we feel like it's our mission to get people healthier so they can go change the world. Beautiful. And so like that kind of leads me into what were you going to say? No, I was just going to how did good society. Yeah, I was going to say that leads me to good society. Tell us about it. So... You know, me and me, Sam, Seth, and Mark all basically have gone through their, you know, everyone has, uh, not everyone, but we've had that kind of that awakening period where you kind of wake up and you go, man, there's, I got to do something in my life. Yeah. You know, I yeah. really got to wake up to the fact that, like, there's something I'm being called to do and I want to actualize that. And uh, we all started our own personal transformation journeys at different times in our lives, but um, eventually we kind of met one another and I had, I had actually gone to Burning Man. 
And I feel like all great startups started. That's a great Man, story, right? actually. That's yeah. a great. So I, let me it tell started you, with best going to Burning let me Man. Tell you, <laughs> Burning Man. So I go to Burning Man. It's 2013, and uh, I go to Burning Man. That summer, I had been um, going around the country with a woman uh, who was started a company called Change My World Now, and it was going to be a children's uh, social platform, kind of like the Facebook for children, but it also had games that were educational, and they were going to like teach kids. Uh, how to um, like save the world it taught them about like how to run a nuclear power plant and how to like pr- you know uh, help with pollution and stuff but they were like little educational games yeah and uh, anyways we really liked the project and so we were fundraising for them and then they invited me to come to Burning Man went to Burning Man and I'm out there in Burning Man and I'm with a camp called ID8 which is an amazing camp at Burning Man and uh, we had a really strong crew there I was really impressed with the, the types of people that came initially Whenever I, I thought of Burning Man, I thought, well, we're going to go to the desert. They're going to get me on drugs. Everybody's going to get naked, and we're just going to have a party together. Yeah. Right? And I thought, you know, that's what it's that's what it is. That's yeah. what you do. Yeah. And so uh, I was actually down for that. It was fine. If, <laughs> that, like, if there's nothing wrong with that. That's what, that's what we'll do. <laughs> but uh, anyways, what I actually got out of it was a lot different. Um, I went there, and the, the group I was with, the, they were scientists, inventors, tech guys. There were people from... Uh, all these different industries. There were there was neuroscientists. There were people that were inventing all kinds of cool stuff, and they were all in this camp. And I was like, man, this is an amazing group of people, and that really struck me. One, the type of people I was with. Two, I started going to all these workshops. I was like there, and I was like, man, I don't want to do drugs because they've got these really cool workshops and they've got all this stuff. I'm like, I don't really want to be around. Like, I don't want to be doing that. I really want to learn. Like, I really yeah. want to listen to stuff. So I started going to these workshops and. I'd only been to so many personal transformation kind of workshops at home. Like I'd gone to Landmark Forum. I had done a few things at home. But I'm out there and I'm like, man, there's so many available. I'm just going to like pick and choose all these little things. So I went and did these these different things and um, did a meditation workshop, did a bunch of cool stuff. And, And then I was like, okay, these workshops are cool. The people are cool. And this experience of like being in a different environment, being yeah. in an environment that lets you like step into something that maybe you don't express at home, like you haven't really like found this part of yourself. It's kind of a spiritual wild part of yourself, and that really stood out to me too. I was like, I feel more like I'm me here than I do at home, but I don't know why. You know, I don't exactly understand that. Yeah. And uh, I, it really shook me up, and I had a really pretty profound experience. And one of the girls that I was uh, that I had dated back kind of far back had introduced me one time to Seth Blaustein he came to my house once and she was dating him at the time so him and I have that background but <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, she brought him over to my place one time she's like hey this is my friend Seth and you know meet Seth and so I met him and we kind of just hung out for that night and I never saw him again and uh, then I'm out in the desert and I'm there with that girl and she says hey guess who I ran into today and I said who and she goes Seth Blaustein and I said really and she goes, yeah. And she goes, he's all the way out here. You know, he's out here too. And I was like, that's so cool. What, how random that you would like run into him. Cause it's a pretty big place. There's a lot of people, Yeah. you know? And she's like, yeah, we were just driving by each other. And he, she was like, Liel and Seth, you know, and they see each other. And she goes, you know what? You really need to talk to him. Like you guys have a very similar, like, like I feel like your purpose and like what you guys are tr- wanting to do in your life. You're very, very similar. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll connect with them. So now I'm leaving Burning Man. I come back home to Austin. And, you know, it's kind of coming back to the grid, if you will. Yeah. And Austin's an amazing place to come home to. 
um, I always feel like even if you're on vacation and the vacation is wonderful, you're still happy to come home. Yeah, yeah. for you sure. Know, Austin is that kind oh, of I place. Yeah. I such, feel like it's such sure. a cool. I mean, we're really blessed in that way. Some yeah. people are like, oh gosh, we're going back home. You no, know, I, I never but say it. It's like, not yeah, here. It's like, yay, yeah. we're going to get back home. But I, I, guys, I travel a lot. And yeah. like, I, I told, even I think two years in from here, I was like, I think this this feels like home finally. Like yeah. I've never really, f- I, I've always said like home, like traveling feels more like home to me than like being at I home. I had that too. And then Austin was the first place that I really felt this like this is home. home. Like yeah. yeah. Which Same is cool man. because it's like, hey, I, g- I have to go back home, but I still have the springs and I can That's go right. hiking and I can just go hang out and yes. do yoga and the work and people, you know, it's cool. Like yeah. it's, a, it's even though it's such a huge city, it feels like such a small community. Right? Yeah. Like it's cool. And I've been to Hawaii. I've been to, I've been to all these other places uh, all across North America, you know, just all over the world. And I always loved coming back home after coming back from Burning Man. I was like depressed. And I was like, wow, I don't know why, but this really is shaking me up. Like, I don't like what I'm experiencing, even in Austin, even with the consciousness that we have in Austin, even with the, all the cool things people are doing. Like, I don't feel, I feel a little bit like I'm missing something. And what I realized was like, I have a pretty good network, but I don't really have like a network that makes me feel the way I felt at, at Burning Man. Yeah. And I don't really have available to me these workshops that I, I, sell, I saw on Burning Man so readily and easily available for me. Yeah. And I also don't feel like I'm being expressing like my true like divine self here in Austin the way that I was out there. And I really want it. I'm craving it. I feel like we all deserve it. We should all have it. And so I thought I want to make like the, the, the things symbolically that in the experiences I had there, I want to provide that here in Austin. Yeah. And started coming up with this idea and it was about building a community where people are going to help each other up level and they were going to be like mentors to each other. They're going to support each other. They're yep. going to build a network yep. and they're basically going to leverage each other's networks and their and their talents and their skill sets. And they're going to up level each other. And I started calling it tribe, started talking about it. And then uh, again, Liel says, you should really connect with Seth, like connect with Seth. And I said, OK, I'll contact him. So I contact Seth. And I said, hey, Seth, uh, you know, Liel, gave me your contact info or whatever. And I wanted to see if you wanted to hang out. He's like, sure, man, let's let's, let's catch up. And I said, uh, so I live, I said, let's let's go out to downtown together. He's like, okay, cool. I said, I actually live off South First Street. And he says, where do you live off South First? And I said, South First and Barton Springs. He sends back a text. I live at South First and Barton Springs. <laughs> We're bringing neighbors. Yeah. So I'm like, wow, this is crazy. So him and I walk, we like walk and meet each other. We're like, let's just go out. So we yeah. all, w- we went out. And uh, become fast friends. Sorry, I'm having allergies. My nose is really itchy today. It happens. So anyways, uh, become really fast friends. And um, I found out about Future Frontiers, which was voice and exit at the time. Yep. And I'm like, wow, this guy really is kind of digging what I'm saying. Like he's getting together these people. They're speaking to these community. And everybody's trying to help each other up level. Yep. And there's networking going on. And I was like, he really does get like what, my, what I'm really wanting to do. So... Mark Willis was the person I was training at the time. Um, and one of the people that was hel- like him and I were going around fundraising for change my world now. And so I told Mark, I said, Mark, I feel like this is like my spiritual calling. I feel like I've got to do this. Like this is, this feels like this is my Dharma. My Dharma is to like basically help as many people as I can before I die, help them get what they want, help them get their goals, help them up level their life, help them make an impact in their community, help them impact their family, help them impact themselves, like help them. Yeah. That's what I really want to do. And Mark was like, you know, Brandon, we built Keller Williams as a training organization. 
our company is a real estate organization, it's really just thinly disguised as one. What yeah. it really is is a technology and training organization thinly disguised as a real estate company. And I said, okay. He said, I help people build better lives through training and facilitation, helping them have better businesses. I would love to do that. I would love to You're continue. You're like, why are you holding out? I was like, I would love to. He's like, I would love to continue doing that. Because yeah. he was at the time, he was the CEO of uh, Keller Williams. Keller Williams. Keller Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the number one real estate company in the world. Right. Yeah. And so he's, he was the, he's the CEO there. And he's like, I would love to do that. And I said, well, look, let's do it. Let's do it on it. Let's do it for the world. Let's do it. Let's 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 actually get come together and build a com a community, a company, a tribe, if you will, of people who are going to do that. And let's do let's provide amazing education. Let's bring all the experts in. Let's do it. And um, I got Seth, and I said, Seth, you have a festival. It happens once a year. What if you had that type of environment where people are getting that kind of education and doing this kind of thing all the time? Yep. Like all year long. And Seth was like, dude, I'm down. So he said, I got a business partner that I'm working on a program with. And I feel like if I do anything right now, I need to bring him in. And that was Sam Elake nice. with Brain Juice. Yeah. I said, great, bring Sam. I want to meet Sam. Yep. So we had a meeting actually in Mark's Oval Office, if you will, at, at his headquarters at Keller Williams around his big round table. We all sat down that day. And we said we're going to be we're going to build this company together and we're going to build we're going to build the best training organization and the best club membership and the best transformational program that anyone's ever had and we're going to make it available to everyone across the planet and so that was kind of the the first embryonic experience that we had and then at, after that we had to figure out like okay what are we really building yeah. yep. what's the market really wanting what do we what are the nuts and bolts? How does it work? How do we meet people? And it, it then it took on a life of its own. It was research. It was meeting with people, talking about their pain points. It was meeting with entrepreneurs and talking about like, what are you struggling with? What do you not have? What do you not feel like you get support on? How much, what's the most expensive thing you have to pay for that you wish you could like, you know, leverage, you know? And, yeah. and, and there's all kinds of these different things that we are going through, but all that ultimately ended up in us deciding like, uh, a new name too. We ended up going with Good Society. We did a poll, mm -hmm. and uh, we pulled a lot of different names. And um, Good Society ranked number one in all these polls. It kept it kept winning, and it was apparent to us that like in some way, like society itself and like people, like the communities and all the people were there. They were basically like, we want something that really stands for a good, a good society. Yeah, mm -hmm. and we don't want it. You don't want it. We don't want it to be an like. Un unapologetic we want to be completely like clear we want a good society and we'll work towards that yeah and we'll show up for that and we'll and we'll bring our best to make that a reality and that was kind of like wow this is really what yeah. they want they really want this and because we had a lot of cool names a lot of trendy names you know the collab you know yeah. for collaborate and you know the tribe and all this stuff yeah. but we found that they were really like no we want it right on the nose we want to be like we want to show what we're behind and Good Society was the name, and then it was a matter of like figuring out what people were needing, and they were like, I don't have enough time. When you ask the person, why are you not optimized? What's, what's preventing you from being completely optimized? And they're like, well, I work on this, 
if I work on my work so much, my body suffers. Yeah. I work on my body so much, my work suffers. I work on my life so much, and it's like everything, it's like hard to keep it all in balance. Correct. And I'm like, well, well why? And they're like, because you have to drive everywhere to make it happen. Yeah. What I, what I like about it is that, like, you're also putting it right up front, right? Like, the, the fact that societal norms aren't the best right, right now, right? Like, we, it, it's just, they're so watered down now just because yeah. of, like you said, it's like you have to sacrifice here or there, and it shouldn't read. Like it right. shouldn't. Like it used to be. Like our tribes it used to be. Like everything was in one single little thing. And yeah. I think Austin has a little bit of that vibe too. But yeah, I always connected with with you guys too, and and with Seth as, um, as well, just from from the energy sense. But that's kind of our story too. Like he uh, he he had a breakdown. and He wanted to do something different, and uh, yeah. and I was selling Cutco, making crap tons of money, and and traveling all over the place, and and. We knew we wanted to work together, and, uh, but but my conditions to moving, dropping everything in Houston, and moving here was like, hey, like that's totally cool as long as that, like I'll figure it out because I had no idea about medical industry whatsoever. Right. So I was like, I'm sure we'll figure it out, because that's just my, that's just my mantra. Yeah, right? like, solve like it. We're, and uh, it, but the two conditions I gave him was like, hey, as long as we're educational, and we help others grow, yeah, then we'll be fine. And since then, every decision that we have to make, it's like. Well, does it meet those two things? And if right. it doesn't, then it's a no. Yeah. And if it does, then like let's, then it's worth it, right? Yeah, because absolutely. It, it's gonna be hard. Like I mean, it's it's gonna be difficult. Things are always gonna like nothing worth it is gonna be easy, right? That's like, right. So so that's kind of how we always felt about it. So I've always felt that from you guys as well too, where it's like, hey, yeah. we're here for the people and to make things fun and and, and oh yeah and inclusive as opposed to like if you don't meet these standards then get out of here yeah no we definitely have a very inclusive community and everybody's really focused on helping everybody we kind of talk about it like um are you familiar with the crab bucket analogy no okay so are you familiar mm. so they say like you don't have to put a lid on a crab bucket all the crabs are alive you don't have to put a lid on the bucket because every time a crab goes to climb out the other ones pull it down because they're all trying to get out too yeah yeah and we like to think of ourselves as the exact opposite of the crab bucket. We're like having pu- helping put people push them over that limit and like giving them the support they like the support and the encouragement and saying like you can do this and like what do you need? You need to no- meet somebody? Is there information you need? Do you need to like work through something? What's what is it what is what is it that you need? And like this network, this community, it can help you. And it it, it it has a very powerful network. Everybody knows some people know more people than others, but when you add all those people together in one in one group and they're all looking to help each other, it's amazing what can happen. I agree completely. It's unbelievable. It's literally like magic. And we, you know, I don't know about you guys, if you had a moment where in your life where it was like you had this distinct calling to change your life and make it go a different direction, yeah. but that little that little calling is like me, we all kind of reflect on it. And it was like I had this calling, I was about 25 years old. I quit smoking cigarettes. I got custody of my son. I changed my life. My uh, Mark had his. He was uh, about 50 years old. He looked in the mirror. He goes, I am not in the shape of somebody who actually like is optimizing their life. Why does my body look like this? But I know my mind and my higher self wants to go here. Why is my body not a reflection of it? And he's like, I'm going to change my life. I'm going to get into healthy habits. And he changed his life with healthy habits. Sam and Seth had – Sam had it a little earlier, actually. He was, like, in his early 20s and had a best friend die, uh, MIT student and one of his best friends. And he died, and he was like, whoa, this can, like – my life needs to mean something. I need to do something in my life. And Seth is the same way. And we think that, like, that little awakening, like, 
for each person to go through that it's such a gift and then when you get there you better be ready because it's not like it's going to be sunshine and rainbows transformation and we talk about this in the group is transformation is disruptive it's going to change your friends your life probably where you live where Mm -hmm. you work it can change everything your whole mentality and when you do that when you go through that it's not comfortable it's not. It's I, like meta- not metamorphosis, it's funny, right? It's funny you say that because uh, I had a conversation with someone this morning and um, opposite end of where you are, sitting exactly where you are, it was my life's a wreck. I'm experiencing this. I'm unhealthy even though I tell people I'm healthy and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, how did I get here? And I said, how old are you? Yeah. They said, I'm 27, about to be 28. I yeah. said, I would give anything to be in that spot. You're sitting right there and yeah. tell me what you just told me because yeah. you're in the right place then. And you know it. Yeah. And you know it too. And you're so waking up. And I told, him, I told him this though. I said, the next six months are going to be hell though. Yeah. Just yeah. know that. That's right. But you have to go through that because yeah. it's almost like step one of AA. You're powerless yeah. over life and you're just giving it up to something else. Yeah. Your higher power, whatever it may be, with the hopes that you need this transformation to get you out because you've tried maybe everything or you haven't tried, but you're, you don't have answers. Yeah. And you can apply that towards life, business, relationships, whatever, because the tools that you provide from Good Society equip the entrepreneur who is the dad, the brother, yeah. the son, who says, okay, I know how to handle business. Yeah. But I don't know how to handle my personal life, yeah. or vice versa, or vice versa, that's right? right. That's and right. so you basically will say, "Hey, Brandon, you kind of figured it out. Yeah. Tell me, what am I supposed to go through?" And you say, yeah. "Well, you're going to go through hell. Yeah. It's going to suck, and then at the other end, it'll be great." But what's interesting is, I had a lady come in here a couple of days ago, and she's she's seen us from the beginning. Uh, this transformation of the business evolving right, and growing, right. just like y'all. And she goes, look at where you've come. Like, yeah. you know, where y'all start. Y'all start in a little closet. You're right. in a bigger space. You're talking about this and everything. And it was pretty incredible. And she said, what's more incredible is that people your age nowadays don't go through that transformation process. They're so ready to take the VC money, raise right. funds, and skip the whole uphill battle. Right. And where you get all to, those learnings. And where you learn everything. everything. Because everything we've learned here, it's funny. I don't consider failure to be in our vocabulary anymore. No. It's more of like it's an experience. That's right. Yeah. We learned yeah, from there lesson. and we adapted, we pivoted, and we went this way. Right. And it's cool because most people, when they get to that point of that decision, like you said, here it is. Yeah. Do I go left or right? People get freaked out about even thinking about the decisions. Like, just make yeah. a fucking decision. That's right. Whatever, hey, if you made the wrong decision, when you turn around, you know what the right one is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can go yeah. there. If just you don't stay, go too, down if that you path. Stay, if you stay right there and you're just like, I don't know, you'll never know which is right. Or which is wrong, and like it's always better to make a decision than not make a decision at all. Honestly, in my opinion, I, I agree completely. It's, it's just, and I and I I make decisions pretty quickly, uh, probably like a whole, like really quickly. Almost honest, too quick? No, not necessarily too quick. I, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't go that far. But I'll say that it can be, I can make decisions so fast that it can shock people. They're like, "Whoa, he's already there!" Like, I, and I. It, my partner, so it, these are really simple things too. But like at dinners and stuff, I literally go, "All right." And she's like, did you even look at the whole menu? I was like, no, but I saw something great. Yeah, like and I know what I want. I don't need to go through the whole menu. That looked really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I also break things down. I'm like, okay, I'm not doing a soup. I'm not doing a salad. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. Okay, on the entrees, i got seven choices. I'm definitely not feeling that. That's chicken. That's it. Yep. And she is like, yeah. Which, pr- which and picture is like, prettier? You know what I need to ask? I need to ask them, hey, can I tell me about this one? Okay, cool. 
And then, and then you think like, okay, she got the information. And then they're like, okay, see, right order. And she's like, no, I need a few more minutes. And I you're know, like, whoa, this is – and nothing to get down on her, by the I way. Because she still. savors the whole opportunity. But That's an experience, I, right? A, yeah. A choosing. That's right. Choice. But what happens is you need decision makers, <laughs> yes. right? Because on a team, you, you have like, we have all these ideas. Like, that's great. Yeah. This is what we need to do first that's in right. order to get to here. Yeah. Right? So in order for you to be happy with the food selection you make, I understand you got to do the process, but you got to actually order it. Yeah. So once you order it, then you get to enjoy the food. And then afterwards, you're happy. Yeah. So, like, there's a process, right? And so for most people, and I, you've seen this too, you see them in that light where they're about to go through that transformation, and you're almost giddy. Yeah. But you want to hold back because you're like, do you have no idea yeah. the wonderful thing? And I told this person right after that whole deal, I yeah. said, this is going to be hell, but when you're done, you won't remember this conversation. We'll have this talk again, but when you're done, that's when the fun begins. Right. Because when you go through that transformation and you get to that point where you're like, all right, cool, what else? Yeah. What else do you have? I'm ready for it. Because then you talked about optimizing. Yeah. And that definition of optimizing is a whole other thing than when someone's like their frequency is running down here. Like yeah. you're not optimizing anything if you're running here in fear and shame and guilt, even pride. Yeah. Right? Once you get to the idea where you're like blissful, right? And I asked you this question. So And you're referencing the scale of consciousness. Yeah. Of course. Which I love. And honestly, like this is this is something that like we we really see like people have to move up and, and they have to get confident. They have to feel safe. They have to feel they have to be able to go through it. When we looked at what does it take for a person to actually have these types of awakenings, or what does it take for a person to make the transformation, how get through it, you know, and we looked at environment, people, information. That's uh, that's Maslow's. Oh, right? Ma yeah, Maslow's. Maslow's. Hierarchy. Maslow's. That's and it. And actually, yeah. uh, good society. The 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 name actually Ma Maslow said that society is good, which fosters the fullest development of human potentials and the fullest degree of humanness and so we said that's our goal our goal is to foster the fullest development of human potentials and the fullest degree of humanness and when we uh, we get a lot of people that are in transitional phases yep and they when they find our brand and our our where they find our our company our community they literally a lot a lot of times we hear this all the time they're like Dude, i was just literally thinking I need to change my friends group, my friend yeah. circle. They're like not supportive. Yeah. I need to like, I need a new, I need a new direction in my life. And they're starting to go in that transformational, like that journey. And then they, when they meet us, they're like, Oh my goodness, this is perfect. Yeah. Because we're going to help you connect with people. They're like, if you were like, for example, you're like, man, I want to try not drinking, but I don't know. What am I going to do for fun? It's like, Oh, well we do one to three events a week. Come here, socialize, hang out, do a party. Yep. You know, come come and have a good time. No drinking is necessary. Yeah. We don't. That's that's no. not our, our community. Many members of our community don't use that as a w as a means to yeah. have fun at all. Yeah, we do stuff on the weekends, stuff like that, and and it's like, wow, this is a place I can like go and connect with. And then, um, you know, people are like, I really want to get serious about my goals, and then it's like, great. Every month we have a goal accelerator where people are going to give you resources. They're going to help. You're going to help you unpack what you're working on and what you're working through. And then you literally have an accountability system so you can come back the next month and like talk about what you did according to the accountability. Oh, that's awesome. And it's like we we realize like transformation is disruptive. It's very difficult. But if you have the right community, if you could actually plug into something, yep. it's way easier. If you have the content, you have the people, yep. you have the community, you have like a sense of direction. Yeah, it takes a village. It takes a village. And, and, and it's like we all need it. 
and the cool thing is like we're we we really our our stuff is really targeted to help like high level people yep even get further yep but the truth is that brings everybody along it pulls everybody well, I agree because they're the thing about it is, and you go back to the whole Austin thing, I think one of the reasons why people feel like Austin's home is because you have, like, a melting pot of like-mindedness, yeah. right? You have an innovation hub yeah. of disruptors. Future Frontiers is, a, like, on a conference I've never seen before. In a sense, like, you're in a room where no one – you're trying to think of a crazier thought than the next person. Yeah. Uh, and the crazy thought is not, like, that's stupid. It's more like – that's crazy yeah. enough to work. Right. <laughs> oh my god, I right. never thought about it that way. And so, like, you have Austin as the epicenter for creative, innovative thoughts. But then the focus for a lot of our thoughts is health and wellness, and health and wellness overlaps into everything because everyone needs health, yeah. right? And so, when you have people in the same room together, who collectively want to help other people, those are the leaders. I hate to say it, but it really is. They're mm -hmm. owners. They are managers. Yep. They're people who are taking that first step, and they yep. know how important it is and the tools that are needed for it. And some people are scared shitless. Some people are like, I'm kind of halfway where I need to be, and I need like a little step up. Other yeah. people are like, I've accomplished everything. Yeah. What else is there in store for me? It's it's crazy, right? We have two people. I feel like we're serving two people, and the second one ends up becoming the. That's the what other it one. is. Because like it's like, look, we're either serving the people who are who are leaders who want to contribute and yeah. so they become our mentors our class instructors they teach people they share information they share network stuff they they really help people or we're also serving the people that are wanting to like grow and they like really need some support so we it ends up happening where it's like and then when that person up level like it ends up the lead this this person is a leader is contributing this person starts really making stuff happen yep. they get to a point where they start to up level and then they go i gotta contribute and yeah. it just happens it's naturally. It's well, so natural. Well, you know what's funny? So when we first started this, being in Westlake, you know, you were really close to the one percenters. I oh, mean, yeah. that's really what it comes oh, down I know. to, right? I we, used to work in this neighborhood yeah, right here. Dell's house is right down the street. Yep. Michael Dell's house is right down the street. Yep. But then there's all these other people who are doing like-minded things yeah. who have a house right next door, and they're the coolest people in the world. We haven't yeah. met Michael Dell. He could be cool. We don't know, right? Yeah. We never met him. We met other people like him that have said, like, I just want to get back now. Like, think mm -hmm. about Tito's Vodka. Tito yeah. himself, yeah. all he wants to do is give back. In fact, yeah. he hires a whole staff of people just to go seek out other people who are trying to change the world. And Beautiful. he's like, go give them money. Wow. Go give them support. Wow. And it's funny because we met a lady who's high up with them. And her sole job is like service. Mm -hmm. She said they ran 12,000 events last year mm -hmm. in the name of Tito's and sponsorship with anyone else. She wow. said, we're really in the sponsorship and a service business. We're not in the alcohol business. Wow. And so Isaac, just like you said with Kelly Williams, yeah. he worked with Cutco Knives. What I've noticed about Cutco Knives, besides being the best knife in the world, all the people that filter through it lead other things. They go on to other things. It's a right. stepping stone to creating this and disrupting this. But they're also I a big training program. program. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say, I heard that the training at Cutco yeah. is exceptional. It's exceptional. And the team yeah. and the way they support you. Yeah. Yeah, I got stuck there. Well, I sh that's not such a bad word. Um, I was I was with them for a while, and I kept transitioning roles. I mean, the the last thing I did with them uh, was that I they were trans well they were trying to develop a program for selling in retail, mm -hmm. and so I was part of the group that designed like those uh, training programs and like how do you 
how do you do a sales approach in a retail setting when we've done it for 60 plus years just in home settings so mm-hmm. that's kind of like what i did there and w- and i don't know for me it was just like uh, there was there was always like a bigger goal usually it was my own goals and every year is like well i want to beat my last year's sales but i want to beat it and travel more you know so then like my one of my best years or one of my last years i huge huge income and i also traveled for seven months you know so it's like that's hard to give up but at the same time what was i going to do the following year like try to travel eight months and beat that sales and it's just like and and yeah a lot of the people in cutco still continue to do that because they have second or third things that they're doing like hey i'm using this to fund my nonprofit. i'm using this to like do and i get that for me i like to just dive in what i'm doing yeah and so because even when i came over here i was like look dude just give me two grand a month and i'll we'll, we'll make it run which is like nothing right compared no, to yeah. and, but I was but I just want to figure it out right. and then I even said and I can just do cut go on the weekends to like supplement that income it's very quickly that I found out that I couldn't You're do like, that no, I don't like do there's that. just no way I can do that because yeah, because be I can easily get into like the whole you know there's a competition I really want to win now and like right. and so I was like that's got to stop I can't do that I got to just dig into this if we're going to do it and, you know three years later almost I guess four years later yeah uh, you know <laughs> we have like three, four different companies out of the one. Company. Yeah, <laughs> but it's but it's incredible because when he wanted a challenge, I said, well, "I got the ultimate challenge from you. I want to develop something that hasn't been done before." Yeah, right. And I don't know what that looks like, but it's in my head. Right, right. And I have it written down. I got all these ideas. Yeah. But I need your mindset to kind of bring it together. Right. And so he was the first start of realizing. If you're going to change the world, you can't do it alone. You have oh, to have a tribe. Right. You have to have some more a supportive community. Nobody succeeds alone. And so what y'all are doing is phenomenal. Thank you. I can tell you right now, it's probably the envy of a lot of other metropolitan cities and hubs because they're like, I wish I had the support and the community and the friendship that you had. I mean, as we're sitting here, live a great story. Yes, I mean, absolutely. There, it's very similar what y'all are yeah, doing, right? Yeah. It's just saying like, how can we help you grow? How yes. can we help you fulfill that story? We hosted a lot of their talks. Actually, I was the first talk they did uh, at the um, at the office there when they did their live uh, speaking session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the first one that they did. Uh, Zach had me do it, and it was awesome. Yeah, super cool. And and you know what's incredible? Because how old are you? I'm 33. You're 33. Yep. Zach's what, like 28, 30, yeah. something like yeah. that, right? Young. Yeah, very not. young. Yeah, and it's crazy because the stuff you know now, yeah. ten years ago, completely oh, yeah. different, right? Yeah, and and now ten years forward from that, you're like, how many more people did we affect? How many more people did we help? But right. going back to that idea is that you're trying to pay it forward because all the people who have been there, yeah. that's all they want to do. Yeah, they want to say, all right, you really want to know the stuff that's not taught in books and taught in schools right. and all that? Let me tell you the stuff that no one's going to tell you. Yeah, because w- I like to ask successful people secrets. What are your keys to success? Tell me how would you do this? Mm -hmm. I asked a guy one time, I said, tell me your secret to success. A serial entrepreneur, startup. He loves startups, right? Yeah. He says, managing people. That's right. I said, okay, cool. That's one thing. And then another person might say like, all right, it's – Staying within your lane, not taking too much, and do what you're you're known for. Another person will be like outsource. Yeah. Right. Another person says, hire the right people, get out of the right way. Well, you said that you needed his mindset to get your creation done. And I'm curious now, are you guys familiar with like your DISC or your wealth dynamics or any of those no. kind of behavioral no. things? No. no, no. So like we just we're teaching a class right now. We just and we'll do we'll do it again next month. So if you guys want to jump in, oh, yeah. 
the DISC. Are you familiar with it? Nope. Hey, Vitamizers. We are so thankful that you guys are listening to this podcast and enjoying it and responding to it. We love hearing your feedback. And to thank you for listening to the podcast, if you haven't ordered an item from the Slenderella store before, we have a discount for you. If you go to www.slenderellausa.com, that link is also below. If you go to that link uh, and use the code WELCOME20, all one word, uh, at checkout, you will get 20% off your entire first order on our website. Again, thank you so much for listening to the How Do You Health podcast sponsored by Slenderella. Please go to our website, slenderellausa.com, use the code WELCOME20 at checkout, and you'll get 20% off of your entire order. Thanks so much, Vitamizers. Okay, so you have four different behavioral types, but what Mark teaches, his first class, the one that you have to learn before anything, is behavior and you have to know who you are and how you fit into the grand scheme of things and then who someone else is. And so for example, uh, a D is like a get it done, task oriented. Sometimes they can seem cold to people, but they're really like, they're really focused on what they need to do, yeah. right? And a high I is like influential, like wants to really like make everybody feel good, wants to be everybody's best friend. It's like really, really warm, yeah. you know? And then the C, they really need to be like, they want to be correct. They want to make sure everything is in order. They want to, they're the kind of people like you want them as like the helicopter pilot. You want them as your surgeon. You want them, they really got to make sure things are done right. Yeah. And then you have S, which is like a supportive, like really warm, caring. Like they're going to make sure that you, you're taken care of. They're going to help you along. So you have all these different behavioral types. I'm definitely a D. (laughs) Yeah. I just get shit done. And I I was to say, I'm, I'm the second one. I think you're an I. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking I'm an I. And I was thinking Allison's the pilot. Yeah. enjoys the support yeah, yeah for sure which we have four core members yeah and it's funny because all of our personalities are different I'll, I'll be honest with you like i was talking with joy early she's our creative director she was here and she's she's our design work she's yeah. so meticulous to where she's like i don't want you to design anything without me and my approval yeah so we're designing something she's like i want you to look over it this is what i see she's like i see this what do you mean i don't know this and so we're kind of like bickering back and forth and you can see the frustration (laughs) coming up and i'm like i don't know why we're having this conversation if like you're you're just gonna do it your way if you're gonna do it your way (laughs) anyway why are you asking for my opinion anyway right right right. and so hers like and you could kind of tell she's like well i don't know either but i guess kind of like this is just just, wants to talk it out she wants to talk out she wants to make sure it's correct right and so i'm like I get it. But she might have to talk through it to get there. And maybe sure. so, because when he talks to her through text, oh, yeah, yeah, we just, just they don't ever see eye to eye. Yeah. And so I was like, this is how you have to speak to her. Joy, this is what we need done, and you need it this way. Oh, okay. And then boom. And I was like, it I'm saves that conversation. An- I'm going to give you another one. You have the Team Dimensions profiles. You have all of these different behavioral things, but what, what really we're saying is like everybody – Every person has a particular type of personality that's beneficial in some way if applied to the right thing. It's like the right tool for the right job, you know? If you look at Team Dimensions profiles, you have the creator, you have an advancer, you have an executor, you have a refiner, and then you have a flexor in the middle, okay? Creators are super creative, but they cannot get any of their ideas done without executors. Yep. That's true. You have refiners. Refiners challenge everything. They have to question like, oh, shouldn't it be like this? Shouldn't it be like that? Yep. They're going to try to like break it down. Yep. Then you have advancers. They're going to make things go forward. They get they, and Sometimes you have a yep. person that like falls in the category where they're over in the quadrant of like a, an executor advancer. Yep. They need to execute in advance. Yep. You know what they don't like? Refiners, because they slow everything down. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, we see it in meetings. <laughs> I swear to God that you're describing I, our team. I, I would bet. <laughs> I would be willing to bet. 
she is a refiner. Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. Oh, and definitely. she is refining. And you know what the problem <laughs> is? Is if you're an advancer and you want to go, she's the brakes. Oh, trust me. And you're like, uh, oh, it's it's hilarious. Okay, so we have Slack, we have Asana. Yeah, yeah of course. Okay, I love it. and it's funny because when Allison, I love, I love both of those by the way. Allison introduced Slack, and I'm like, it's another line of communication. Yeah. I don't want to have to look but and check. Channel. But I see it now. Yeah. And so I now. see it. I already saw it, and right. so I was interested <laughs> so because yeah. in the channel they'll be like, well, we're waiting on this. Yeah. We're waiting for this person. Can you reach out to them to get on it so it doesn't slow everyone see, and down? See, and, and right. so then right. I'm the one that's like. Get on the thing, and and yeah. you know, like just yeah, because they're all communication communication is never going Direct. to yeah. to happen, and then it's just like we're not doing she this, we are doing this. Like how and I had already, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And no, but, well, it's but I just like to get shit done. It's just like I, I'd rather. You know what D's? You know what the D's thing is? Results justify the means. Yes. In other words. I don't care how it gets done. I sales. care that that's it gets sales. done. That's sales. That's sales. I swear to God. No, it's funny. So Which is like, I because then we can work on the next thing. Yeah, I know, I know, no, but, but, it it's, but it's <laughs> yeah, true. Beca it's true because. But I'm also very resourceful. I mean, I'm the kind yeah. of guy that I'm going to go climb a mountain for three weeks. I'm going to figure out how to live. Like, that's, yeah. You know, I so. love it, man. <laughs> so no, the it's the such fine. a good thing. And that's, you did need him. Oh, no. I, well, I <laughs> see that. It's, well, I knew it was a yin and a yang. Like, he brings different qualities that I don't have and vice versa. And so the refiner deal was so interesting because we were first talking, I think our first employee or something close to our first staff he was like oh I'm frustrated and for him to get frustrated it's interesting he doesn't really show his emotions that way <laughs> and so he's like oh I just if this would happen blah 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 but I've tried talking to them and they just don't get it and it sucks because blah, I would have done it already yeah and I was like <laughs> okay and I, the first thing I asked I said well how did you ask it yeah. Why well, didn't I just told him this needs to be done right I said well that's your first problem like yeah. you can't just demand it well I don't understand yeah. When I talk to my salespeople back at Cutco, I just tell them, like, get well, it done or I'll find someone else. And I said, you can't tell someone who's trying to buy into your company and your approach and philosophy, yeah. do it or we'll find someone else because right. they're all in. And they might think that yeah. they're doing the job the right way. And when you tell them to do it better, they're thinking, like, well, what am I doing wrong because I thought I was doing it better. Yeah. So you need different feedback other than say, get it done or we'll find someone else. And, and when I said that to well, you, because I've, yeah, you were still like, yeah, but that's not how I work. <laughs> and I was like, I get that. Let me go talk to well, them. Well, see, I was, so I was also a district yeah. manager and, and a trainer yes. of, of salespeople, and I was never good at – the reason I succeeded was not beca – because I was also the number one recruiter. Yeah. But it was a means to an end because, like, I really just wanted to get the ones that were very good at sales anyways and yeah. then make them, like, extremely good because right. I was very good at that. Yeah, but at teaching people that didn't know how to do any of that, yeah. and then like teach them like all the basics. You're I, like, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. Like, I can just yeah. go hire five, like, one to get yeah. fifty done. more but, people. But you know what's funny about that? So in medicine, that's the mentality of training, right. apprenticeship. Right. See one, hear one, do one, yeah. is the mentality. So what happens in medicine? Like you get thrown into the mix. Like say it's your first day on the job. Yeah. They're like, okay, I'm gonna show you how to do this just once. Right. Yes, you better get points. it out. And then after that, we're throwing you into the mix. Right. And so you see it, and all of a sudden, you, oh, you got it? Boom, done. Next thing. Right. And so the apprenticeship is not really there. So if, like, there's, like, troubleshooting, yeah. and you go back to, the like, the person who you're working for, they're kind of like, well, why did you have the problem in the first place? It's more like, okay, well, let's figure out how we did this, and let's back our tracks up. Yeah. But it's funny because in where I was at before, I learned about Six Sigma. Have yeah. you heard of Six Sigma? Yeah. Okay, so the idea is that there's a chain reaction – and if something goes wrong because it should be routine, 
down the chain reaction, you can almost pinpoint where the error happened because right. it should be routine. It's the same thing over right. and over it's again. Right, process, yeah. If but it wasn't a mistake before, it shouldn't be a but mistake But what's again. interesting right. about it, that's a whole other system in place for business when yeah. the operating systems are functioning on a day-to-day basis, right. uh, basis. But to get to that point, you have yeah. to develop that you have system. You figure it out. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of trial that's and what, error. That's the hard thing about startups. Yeah. Right? There's no systems in place. You're building a plane while flying it. Yeah. Right? And yeah, <laughs> I like that mentality. You are literally like, you don't even have a flight plan completely nailed down. Yeah. But you're in the air. <laughs> like, we're already here. We're like, going, you dude. I told you. And, and actually, it feels like you're flying. And, <laughs> and uh, well, let me just tell you guys. I'll give you I'll give you guys some tools. You, you talked about secrets of success. I haven't met any major levels of success, although I will tell you from where I've come from to where I am, it's a pretty remarkable journey, which is why at Live a Great Story, I had a cool opportunity to tell talk a little bit about it. But... I, you know, I was homeless. I moved out when I was 16. I'm a drop, high school dropout, and here I am. I'm running a business that's helping other entrepreneurs. It's helping other, you know, people. I coach a person that led a Fortune 500 company. I've like gotten a long ways. You know, I, do, I invest in real estate, do stock trading. I have learned a lot of cool things, and it's been an amazing journey of practice and trial and error and tools that picked up and disciplines I've applied. And one of them for business that has been extraordinarily impactful, I would highly recommend is called the level 10 meeting structure. Okay. And you said, you talked to a serial entrepreneur and you say, he said, what's, what's your secret success? He says, managing people. Yeah. Well, I would say it is, but it's also getting systems in place that manage people on yep. their own the system itself manages the people and you guys all adhere to it and it, and and then it and it's it's like even if you don't have a process for everything else this could be one of them this could be one process which is the process of the meeting how do we have an effective monday meeting if you if you want to do them on mondays we start ours on mondays because we want to have the week we want to set ourselves up for the That's week we do it. you start your quarterly meeting what does it look like to have a successful quarterly meeting where you're going to set big rocks we're going to know how, how to tackle issues. We're going to get everybody on board. We're people to buy into the project where they own it and they stay in their lane because that's their thing yep. that they're working on. And they take full accountability, full responsibility, and they get a little bit of authority in it. Yep. So if you, I'm going to send you guys a link. It comes from the EOS tools. It's called Level 10 Meeting Structure. It's a short video. Watch that video. Show it to your, your employees and adopt it, and you will be crazily surprised at how effective it is and when you go through it one of the first th- there's a there's a format for it but you're going to start off with the good news and then you're going to go into like your rocks and you're going to talk about the rocks that you guys have set for the quarter or maybe for the lo- even longer term but usually for the quarter and when you go to those rocks you're going to ask people and each a person's name is next to the rock it's like oh we really need to do this the website needs to be updated and it needs to have this added to it blah blah blah. that's a big rock for this quarter if we get that done and we get this new sales pipeline done blah blah but who owns the website part oh that's so and so that person's name owns the project that doesn't mean other people don't work on the project but they own how the project is going and whether it's going to get done and where it's at when you go through the meeting you don't say hey where are we at on that project? Because if you do that every single time, you're just like spinning around and around and around. You say, hey, here's the rock, number one. And then so-and-so, the person's name, reports on it. And it's three ways of reporting it. On track, it's off track, or I need it to go to IDS. IDS is uh, identify, discuss, and solve. And that's a different part of the meeting. 
but we don't talk about it right there. We just move it down there and we'll bring it back up when it's, when it's time. It's extremely efficient and effective and you go into your to-dos. What did everybody say they were going to do? You're using Asana so that you can kind of keep track mm -hmm. of what everybody's doing, right? Yep. Well, if you have this structure where every single week you said we said we were going to do this by this date, did you get done? And there's only one way to answer. Yes you don't no. say, you don't say, well, this and so happened. Well, you know, we made the phone call on this. No, no, no. Not the story. Yep. It's either done, not done. That's it. Yep. If we have an issue, move it to IDS so that then we can talk about why it didn't get done if it was an issue. If it's not an issue, it's like not done, but that person knows, like, I really got to do that. Or that person knows, like, the reason I didn't get done is because I need to have a conversation about it. Well, you just say, I need to move that to IDS. We're going to move that to IDS, and now you're going to get some support around it. Dude, it is unbelievable how effective it is. And what it does, what I've seen it do, is it manages people almost like it lets them manage themselves through the through the structure. The yeah. structure itself manages them. And you don't feel like you're hounding them. Everybody's owning it. Everybody does the same thing. The leaders say, off track, on track. The leaders say, I need to IDS it. So everybody's on the same page. They're all working through the same thing. And it's extremely, extremely I like that. Let's do it. Man. I like that. <laughs> That's gonna, badass. You're going to love it, dude. It's, you, I can't wait to hear how it goes. Well, I'm excited about it because what's going on now is that as you get bigger, you have more meetings. Totally. And there's and meetings. meetings are like, oh. and meet. But the thing is, there's well, meetings going the, on that the I'm not involved in. The well, but there's confused. meetings that I'm not a part of. Yeah. But they're essential to teams. getting done right. to send this information. Yeah, because there's teams. Yes. And so I remember we had our first big team meeting like last month or so, and there was like seven people on the call. And like I said, we're four people. Right. It, from four to seven might not seem like a big jump. No, it's huge. But it's almost double. But <laughs> it was double almost, and one of them was a sales, and one of them was. Um, events. Yeah. Coordinators. Yeah. They had conversations where I said, okay, usually I lead the meeting. Yeah. That didn't happen this time. Yeah. The driver got in without even asking and said, okay, this is how we're going to do. What's the pressing issues? And just like just went into it. And like an hour goes by and I'm like, I'm, I haven't said one word. Right. This and I was like, I, I, this is not this me. is not effective meeting for me. That's I right. need to get out of this meeting. That's right. And I need to be in a separate meeting. So I then we had a whole it. talk after this and said, yes. okay, you and I need to have a meeting. And then when you have one meeting with this other person, and then you relay the information. That way I'm not sitting here having seven meetings and I could be doing other stuff because the one thing I found in business, time. That's right. Everything is time. And yes. so if I go out of my way to balance personal, business, whatever, time's of the essence. I don't want to have to wake up earlier to get more shit done. I want to be more efficient. Yeah. And so the idea is saying, who can I hand this to that's not only going to do it effectively, but I don't have to correct over and over again. There's a system that has to be in place. And so yeah. what you're talking about is designing systems before we get too big. And what I refer to that as is controlled growth. Yes. And by the way, I think it was Amazon who – the leaders of Amazon said never have a team too big. They can't split one pizza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's probably I'm a, a pretty a, sure that's what it was. It's that's very cost effective uh, too. Now my, <laughs> brain, my brain is asking me. My brain is asking me if it should if it's two pizzas, but I'm pretty sure it was one pizza. I'm we'll go sure. with that. That's actually pretty so, good. So you can imagine, like it doesn't. That's not more than like three. You double cutting. Three, you double slicing yeah, is what three, it is right there. <laughs> maybe three people, four people. Yeah. So like that's how small. And you think about yeah. how big Amazon. Yeah, is. yeah. So their teams are small. Yeah. And it's like if you have too big of a team, now there are people at the room that aren't getting. They're not talking. There's not. There's a lot of waste of time. Yep. But imagine this level ten meeting structure, is you guys do it for the whole team, and that's the company rocks. But then, 
the individuals, right, they've owned those rocks. Well, underneath them, they have their own personal rocks. They might have three rocks for the quarter that are underneath that project that they have to get done in order for them to hit their big one. Yeah. So now if they're the leader of a team, like I'm an events team, right, and I'm doing a level 10 meeting structure for the event meeting, and we're, our rocks are at the top, and there are those three, and our, our seven dive priorities are there, and our issues are being talked about on our team, and we have an effective meeting structure for our teams, and we have an effective meeting structure for the company. Yep. Now we're talking crazy growth. Yep. Now we're talking, and, and, the, and the, this is the best part about the whole meeting. The, the idea of the meeting is to not talk about all the amazing things that we can do, which are awesome. Sure. We already decided that in the um, retreat. We already just yep. chose what we're going to do in our quarterly retreat. We're now talking about the issues because there's more issues. Every time you start to create something, you find issues. Sure. And so we're getting to the majority of the meeting, almost all of the meeting, is solving problems. And it's great because then people have marching orders right out of the meeting. That's, that's, that's interesting. So we are designing a corporation yeah. from the ground up. Yeah. And it's interesting because in small business, we've talked about this too. We'd be very happy if, if it was just me and him and the clinic, but we're too ambitious. Yeah. And the idea is to say, okay, we'll have the clinic, but then we're setting up a whole corporation on the side. Yeah. It's going to turn into almost like this. Imagine I will still be probably running that corporation, but I'm training for the idea and prepping for the idea that I'm going to have a CEO or sure. someone else that runs the day-to-day -day operations right. to where I can back away and still do this job effectively. Yeah. But how do you start a corporation from the ground up? Yeah. You start with systems in place, right? Systems and you have to develop. And but it's funny, people are going to hear this, yeah, and they're going to say, "Oh wait, they haven't talked about sales. They haven't <laughs> talked about marketing." Yeah. And you're like, "Yeah, you can't get to that point. Yeah. You can't spend well, all your money it on marketing." It has well, a here's cap. the thing. Well, here's yeah. the thing. You can't spend all your money on marketing to get the people in the door if your staff does not have no, good no, no. customer service and doesn't know how to take care of them. Yeah. They won't ever come back again. Yeah. You can look at, um, you know, there's a lot of scaling up talked about a um, company that had, you basically, they were, they were making computers and they were like, everybody needs a, a computer at home. And they were winning. They were like totally winning the race on getting people computers. Um, and they were making great sales. Their sales department was crushing it. But it got to a point where it took over a month and a half before you could get your computer delivered yep. to you. They couldn't crank them out fast enough. These yep. people could sell them so much, and they could not crank them out fast enough. And eventually, they started to get a bad rap, and people started pulling refunds. They were like, I don't want to wait this long. Yep. I want to pull a refund. And that company did not work out because they were really good at sales. They were really poor at executing, and they imploded on themselves. Yep. And if you, if you don't have that balance act, then you're not gonna. It's never gonna work. And sales, it, having a good process that's documented and 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 graph and honestly like graphicalized and like actually putting into like oh wow I see what that looks like and how it works the the user journey yep. the sales process the funnel all those things like being nailed down you're gonna know where oh this is where we're really losing a lot of people. What if we actually move this to here? And I can give you a great example. We had our sales process go. You would find out an ad online, or a member would, would refer you. You would go to the join page, and you have to go through an application. After the application, we would review your application, and then we would set up for a call to call you and let you know you were approved, and then let you know you get an activation button. And then after the activation button, then you would be a member, yep. right? Well, people got through this 
they some people went through the format and some people actually filled out the application and were approved and paid yep. but it was like really slow process and we were losing a lot of people because they were like dude what the heck i don't want to wait through all this to yep. figure things out yep. so we just instead put the sit the interview on the phone and put the application after so you basically go here's the ad set up a phone call and then i'll do the application so I already can ask somebody questions. I can already figure out if this is the right fit. And then when I do the application, I'm, I'm like invested in it because I'm like, yeah, this, this makes sense. And then I pay. Yeah. And it's like so much more easy. And actually what we're thinking about doing now is like actually moving the payment before the application and saying it's not an application because they already found on the phone this person is a good fit for the company. What, the, what we're going to do now is actually make it where it's an onboarding registration where they just fill out things about themselves. Because yeah. what we really want to know is what their goals are what they're passionate about. Do they have a passion project? Do they have an Instagram that we want to link up to them? Do, do they, like, what are they working on right now so that we know, if we look at it, a majority of our members are really working on this. Well, we can provide classes for that. Oh, a majority of our members are really struggling with that. Well, we can provide classes for that. Uh, it's a triage. Yeah, it's a way for us to, like, basically s disseminate, like, okay, this is what's the most important thing, the most relevant thing that people are struggling with. Let's create a solution to that problem. If we do that, we're going to help a lot of members. Yeah. So that that process is really important for us, but if it's a prerequisite before you ever even get to pay, yeah. Yeah. it makes it hard. So we just decided to almost like flip the entire thing over. It's way more effective, and people appreciate it because they're like, oh, I can talk to somebody. I can ask them all the questions I need. I feel totally comfortable. Now I'm ready to pay, and now I'm ready to answer all these questions that are really valuable questions. Yep. But we had it backwards. And, it's and we didn't know it until we kind of outlined it and realized, like, that's not working. And that's a perfect example of experience, right? Exactly. And so what's interesting about it, I'll get these every now and then. People are like, oh, I got this idea. I just don't know where to kind of go from there. I'm just, just do it. Like, just do it yeah. and just and see what know. happens, right? Plant a bunch of seeds, see what grows. Yeah. And, and a lot of people, the thing is, gut intuition is so vital when it comes to decision making. I know people say, like, how like I want to know numbers and all that. I'm like yeah but a lot of the people who make decisions they're kind of like I just had this gut feeling Boom. we're going to minimize risk and we're going to see it's it's a risk it's a calculated risk right yeah. and the return might be you know whatever like this but when you're looking at growth you're looking at sales you're looking at like you have to make a lot of decisions in place and yes there is some luck as well but a lot of it it's just still the fundamental things that everyone's always told you. You're setting up the idea that you're trying to sell a product, and the truth is no one's in the product business, they're in the service business. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter if you sell coffee, if you sell vitamins, if you sell foundations and, and systems, you're basically selling a service to someone. You're adding value to whatever idea that they actually are making a career out of. Yeah. And what we've looked at is establishing principles, philosophies, and a mission statement as we go forward. So like Faldo said, our two pillars are if it's educational and it helps people grow, we're in, right? Nice. Down the road, what we try to tell people when they come in, our philosophy is we want to hire the right attitude, we'll train the person, yeah, right? Because we had it backwards. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, I, when I say that, I'm not saying you have to run a business this way yeah, or you have to do the business the way Brandon said. So what's yeah. going to happen is the gut intuition is going to get you a lot further because you're going to be so creative that you're going to be considered nuts at first the way you do it. Yeah. But when it's proven right, you're considered a genius afterwards, and then everyone's copying you. Yeah. Because when we talked about e-commerce, this is what everyone say. Well, what, ev what is everyone else doing? Well, what do you mean? 
well, what's so-and-so doing? So-and-so, did you look at theirs? And do you look at this? So I'm like, right. no, we're like, go look at what they're doing and just copy. Yeah. That's what, that was a lot of marketing feedback from us. I'm like, well, why the hell do we need you then? Like, why are we paying? Like, we can just do this ourselves and yeah. figure it out as we go along. We just did it. We've done it completely different from what everyone's ever told us. Yeah. And we've landed on our feet because we believed in what we were doing. We have the systems in place and we're able to adapt. So yeah. no one is going to do it right and no one has ever done it right. What happens is you do it the way that it fits your business, yeah. right? There's no business plan that fits everyone's needs. And most of the time when it comes to business plans, that shit's going to change after a year anyway. Yeah, well, I mean, it, you talk about people that come in and disrupt things. They generally don't come in and copy what everybody else is doing. <laughs> I know, which is – so kinda, if you tell a bunch of creative people, do, like, do what kinda, everyone else is doing. They kind of do – they kind of <laughs> they kind of do what actually nobody's doing. Right. Or they do the exact opposite yeah. of what everybody else is doing. Yeah. Um, we 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 really do think like be, there's some things that are important. For example, hiring like really hire for behavior. You're talking about hire for attitude. Yeah, it's like you really need a person who has a particular natural behavior or a natural attitude yep. in order for it to work really well. Yep. Job comfort. It's have you ever heard that? Um, you don't pick the sport. The, the sport picks you. Yeah. You heard that? Yeah. Because your body type is set up for a particular sport. Yeah. Right. The same is like true, but like you don't put the position. The position picks you. But everybody these days thinks you just, oh, you just pick the position. There are people out there that are CPAs right now that do not need to be CPAs. Yep. But they are because they picked that position. Yeah. People who are dentists, they should not be a dentist. Or or people who are in a lot of different professions. Or doctors. They or shouldn't doctors. be doctors. They're just they happen really to be really smart. It. They just know that they just thought, oh, I'm gonna pick that. But if they would have known a little bit more about their behavior and a little bit more about the way that that the job behavior that's actually comfortable in that position is, they would have realized this is not going to be the, a good fit for me. Yeah, I'm going to wake up like upset that I did this and I spent this much time doing this because this is not a good profession for me. Yeah. Um, some of us need a routine. Some of us are the exact opposite. Some of us like cannot do routine. Routine is like going to dry, like literally they're going to feel like it's blood sucking every day. It's like, oh gosh, yeah. here it happens again. Yeah. Uh, some of us are like, oh my gosh, the routine is so nice. I know, I know. It. That's the <laughs> whole balance thing. Baldo and I are really creative and innovative when it comes to certain things, and it's either my wife or someone on the team will be like, yeah, that's nice, guys. Come back down to earth, and what we really need is do this. Mm -hmm. So there's a devil's advocate. There's a person that says, dream big. There's another person that says, this is how we're going to execute. And there's another person that says, everyone stay on track. And it's cool because as we've, as we've developed this, the systems that are in place are going to help us grow. And it's the most fun because it's a, a cool hobby. It's a project, right? You get to see what works. It's an after-school project. You go home and... Most entrepreneurs don't have hobbies because all they're doing is you focusing on their business. You never stop thinking you about just it. Never, you never turn it off because once you get that frequency going, you see different angles. Like I'll go to the mall now every once in a while, and all I do is just look at the mall in a different light. Now as a business owner, it's like, damn, look at that person up front. Like they didn't look that person in the eye. They didn't say right. hello. you know, Or that person opened the door yeah. for the customer to walk in. Like I'm fascinated with Starbucks Yeah. because I asked Baldo. Baldo loves coffee. Yeah. He drinks coffee all over the world. I'm like, you drink coffee anywhere. Austin has 10,000 coffee shops. Why do you drink Starbucks? Yeah. He's like, every time I go in, they that go to the same one, they remember me. Yep. They always know what I ordered. Yep. It's a very clean bathroom whenever yep. I go there. Yep. And yep. then they leave me alone. And I go to any Starbucks in the world. Yeah. And that's the standard. 
Yeah. And I was like, Yeah, it's boom. exactly the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I said, that's it. Well, and they also, from what I've heard, they actually have good coffee. Oh, they have great coffee. Like, I remember uh, what, the one of my business partners, Mark, I mean, he literally, he was like, when Starbucks first came on the scene, I had never had coffee like that. I never had a coffee, and I was like, whoa, that's yeah. amazing tasting. He's like, now everybody has all these specialty coffees, and yeah. everything tastes great, and everybody makes really good drinks. They all have frothy and all this stuff. He's like, but literally, before Starbucks, you didn't know where you could go get a coffee that was like, oh, that is an amazing yeah. coffee. Yeah. And, uh, and I think they've built an amazing standard, and they're also an amazing training company. They yeah, are, and yeah, that's, yeah. that's the thing. We have the Starbucks book over there, and it's – I'm more fascinated, like, I think he even taught the, maybe the three Ps, you know, people, product, and then profit. Yeah. Because the idea is, like, the little things, like, someone knocked over their coffee. They didn't mean to. Starbucks employee went ahead and gave them a, another cup and replaced it. And that person came back again. And so the manager, the owner is like, don't look at it as, like, you lost out on whatever the cost of the goods was for that. You got a returning customer who's going to be a customer for life because they remembered that as soon as you spilled that coffee, they brought another one and said, it's on the house. Come back and see you next week. Right. And that's like that's everything, right? So, for us, handshakes, hugs, yeah. communication, yeah. asking, being in tune, being present—all these little things that we've worked on for our health—we yeah. just transfer it. All the sales that he's ever learned from Cutco, he's applying it towards e-commerce and right. a website. Right. And it's cool because you see the transformation of him saying, "Well, if I were to talk to someone face to face, is how I'd say it. How do I translate that into a website?" Right. Right. And so it's happening. Yeah. And when you figure it out, you're kind of like, "Oh." All right, so let's kind of thrive on this and let's expand this. And the systems and operations, they're pathways. Yeah. And for health and wellness, I see pathways in your brain, yeah. your heart, your lungs, your liver and all that. And so I'm thinking like I don't label you as depression, ang anxious, IBS, whatever. I just say this pathway's off here. The checkpoint's off. Switch the checkpoint, shun the pathway over here, overrides the system, and then you're able to produce more of this. Yeah. And medicine doesn't look at it that way tech and biohackers do right override right. the system right this is the cards i've dealt with i'm gonna yeah. adapt baby right like right. i'm i'm five one but i want to act like i'm six one yeah. boom i'm gonna make sure that my my mentality my my energy like i basically dominate when i walk in a room based yeah. solely off the idea that i'm self-confident no matter right. how i'm presenting right and it's cool. You're not really five one, are you? No, of course not. Okay, no, I was no, 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 say, no, 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 no. I'm like five nine. Okay, but, but, I, was like, but, but, I was like, dude, you've totally. I know, right? Me. I, I, I not I've manifested that growth. I was like, dude, I actually thought he was six one. <laughs> <I> was like, <laughs> how like, did he do I that? I can do that with systems, and I can grow, right? <laughs> yeah. I was like, you've totally That's got me. Right <laughs> actually, on a, on a side note, one of the the things we are working on, um, I want to levitate. Yeah. All right. My son, my son is five years old. People are like, what's he into? Is he like into like dinosaurs or whatever? It's like uh, telekinesis and levitation. And you know what's funny? They look, they look at you like they're weird, right? They're like, what the oh, hell are you he teaching your kids? He was obsessed, kid? like literally. I would sit there. I would walk in the kitchen stuff, and he'd be at the, the dining room <laughs> table like this. like <laughs> Just staring at a spoon. He'd be staring <laughs> at a piece of foil. He's like, Dad, I can't do the spoon, but I'm going to work on this foil because it's lighter. And I'm like, okay. That's badass. And he would just sit there and just watch it. And I would like be like at the fridge and be like, yeah, like I don't want to miss this, right? Yeah. Like I want to film this, right? But yeah. but when we are in a room yeah. and we tell that to people, I almost use it as a gauge to see like are they yeah. going to think I'm crazy? Yeah. And I wait for the reaction. And if the person's like, that's badass, you need to talk to so-and-so about right, it. Right, 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 Then I'm like, this this they is my tribe. It. They get this, yeah, right? Yeah, because yeah. the people that are like, you're stupid. Yeah. Like I'm like, what do you mean? Like, yeah, and what it, do you mean? 
so we were if I don't remember this uh, we were in a room one time and Baldwin and I were talking about business with someone and I, I said I think we have a, a billion dollar company in our hands yeah. I think we do right now I think that's where it's going yeah. and the person laughed and it's like are you serious what makes you think they're doing it and I looked yeah. at Baldo and I think he thought the same thing we were like we're in the wrong room <laughs> yeah. right, right. that's really what we thought because right. I was like no I'm not BSing you with that thought like yes. it's really like we're we're building it right I, now I believe you right I believe you. see yeah, and so, so I don't I, I, I honestly everybody's this far from something absolutely that big yeah if, but but it takes a belief system. But and it's funny because it takes a belief. You're not going to be takes resourceful execution. enough. You will not be resourceful enough. That person is who laughed at you is not would not be resourceful enough to, help to you get make there. it that. And that's funny because you talk about people always say like they're intimidated and in being in a room full of really smart people. Yeah. I say you're in the right room. Because if you're in the room where you're the smartest guy, you're totally in the wrong room. Because yeah. if you're throwing ideas and information out there where people don't understand, it goes over their head or they disbelieve. Because it's, I wouldn't make a claim of saying, like, I want to levitate if I just thought, like, yeah, it's a bunch of pixie dust. I'm just going to sprinkle on me. I'm going to fly. Right. No, it's more of, like, I'm going to work on this, yeah. and I'm going to figure out, like, our friend, we went to a retreat for co- uh, college buddies a couple weeks ago. I hadn't seen him in, like, I don't know, 15 years. Yeah, and he years. goes, yeah, he goes, the first thing he says is, like, uh, you know, I've been – working on this thing on the side and everything. I said, what is it? He goes, I want to be an astronaut. Yeah. And he kind of laughed. And I said, what are you doing every day to get to there? Right, right. And he kind of looked at me. He's like, well, I do my research. And you could yeah. tell, like, he's really didn't. Because other people might be like, dude, yeah. you don't have enough money in the world to be an astronaut. But I'm right. like, well, no one told that to Elon Musk. Yeah. Because he's like, own rocket yeah, ship. he's like, I'm going to build my own rocket ship. Right. I don't need NASA to let me get there. Yeah. So that's the thing. I'm asking him for permission now, right? Like for shit, right? I mean, but that's how the times have changed, right? The idea is that if you were waiting for the systems to be developed for you to thrive, the other disruptors were like, well, we're just going to create those systems. And then eventually, like, they're going to be the standard. And so I'm more interested in in the way that that mind looks and it shapes itself because you don't get to be that way. You have to work through that because each one of those people that think they can conquer in the world hit rock bottom. Where we're told you're the, the craziest ideas in the world at one point yeah and then they didn't give up no. they said no i'm gonna just get in the wrong get a different room i'm gonna do this and and then all of a sudden you create something like good society because yeah. you're like hey this is going to help so many people fill in the gaps that they for all those people who are told they're too crazy yeah this is that little tool to say i believe in you maybe yeah. this will help you get there yeah absolutely and that's and on sometimes it's way better than just giving them money well and we like, we would love to see this get to this. We're, we're, we're really working, not even just love to see it. We're working on getting to a place where, for example, you guys could bring a team. And y'all could come and do something together. You could learn each other's behaviors. Oh, we're, I'm already thinking and that, you'll man. Be like, I'm already thinking that. Because y'all should bring bring the other two. Y'all oh, do yeah. the DISC together. And you're like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. Well, so I was then, already thinking the retreat. Yeah. Like, oh, say so when we have a retreat, we're going to have a corporate retreat ourselves right. with team. And they say, we're going to basically pay for this badass retreat. And yeah. we're going to bring good society. Yes. And they're just going to basically change your mindset about everything. Yeah. And then you're going to take those tools, and then we go back to work on Monday. Yeah. You're equipped with all that. Those are we things. We can that facilitate some cool yeah. stuff. And that's, nice. And, and, like, honestly, another thing, too, is, and I'll, you know, we would love to get some time with you guys and, and really hear from you guys, like, what we can do to help you guys as business owners, as entrepreneurs, as as you know, husbands, you know, pe- just people who are working in this world. Like, what what can we do to help you guys? 
and what do you believe like what would be the thing that it was like man if actually if we did that if they had if they helped us with this or whatever and i know we're collaborating for example life parties and i think that's a great place for us and like you know we'd love to just have like your products available in the, in the store and everything like that but even further than that like let's talk about leverage let's talk about yeah. time let's talk about people yep. let's talk about branding let's talk about video work like what what can good society do to help you guys up level because i guarantee you we're going to help you and we're going to document it and other people are going to be like gosh i needed that oh yeah there's so many of us that are just out there that are needed and and, w and we'll learn something along the way too even trying to even trying to work through the system and figure out how to how we can help we'll learn something i completely agree that's Let's that's, do it. that's how we've done it that's how we have adapted and come to give us gain so i mean that's the thing Brandon, it's been an honor having Dude, you on. I could do uh, this for a long time. I know. Yeah. I keep doing it, too. This uh, is awesome. So tell us, how can they find Good Society? GoodSociety.com. Perfect. And then handles? Good S-C-T-Y. There we go. And that's it. Like, at Good S-C-T-Y on Instagram, Facebook, all of it. And there can be online membership as well as physical membership? So right now, we just have a physical membership. Uh -huh. But we in Q2, we're looking to launch a social network. Uh, private social network that's going to be pretty amazing. It's going to have content on it, um, and it's going to be awesome. So yeah, you'll be able to do that. But so right start now. following now. So start yeah, following start now. Start following right now. That's cool. And then check out live parties when you get a chance and you're in Austin. Because yeah, we're going to collaborate on some great stuff and too. Good society there. Yes. Cool. Awesome. Sweet. Thanks, guys. Thanks, man. Thank you.